Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, and for our new listeners, welcome to Season 11 with the theme of Japanese fashion. Our fashion season covers both old and new, and today we're looking at the famous Japanese street fashion. I consider myself an expert on the topic, and I've done quite a bit of tedious research on this for my uni dissertation. So if you've kept up to date with the latest fashion trends and styles, you'd know that streetwear has been dominating the scene recently, and particularly Japanese streetwear. Japan's basically the OG of streetwear. A stroll around Harajuku and Shibuya neighborhoods will leave any streetwear enthusiasts buzzing and positively overwhelmed. In the next couple of minutes, we'll take a look at the origins of Japanese street fashion, how it is today, and a quick guide on how to get you all decked up in Japanese streetwear. So, what can be defined as Japanese streetwear? There's really no one style to describe this. Japanese street fashion covers anything and everything, from Harajuku original subcultures like baby doll dressed lolitas to goth and pop combined visual case. It's a wide spectrum that welcomes anything out of the ordinary. And to understand anything, you've got to know where it came from, its origins and roots. The root of all Japanese streetwear is Shibuya and Harajuku, more the latter than the former. How did this neighborhood become one of the world's biggest hotspots for streetwear? If you've tuned in to the first episode of this season, you'd already have your rundown of the evolution from Wafuku to Yofuku. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, tune into that episode now. So up until the 1940s, the streets of Japan were still full of people wearing traditional wear like kimonos. During this time, the country was still separate from the rest of the world. No influence went in or out of Japan. When American soldiers started coming over, Tons of Western-style influence was introduced to Japan, which included Western clothing. By the time the 1970s and 1980s rolled around, American-style music like hip-hop and rock were introduced to Japan. So did the fashion styles that came with them. Various subcultures arose from that, including the ever-famous Visual K. These subcultures, born out of Harajuku neighborhood, were daring to experiment with silhouettes, colors, and clothing pieces. Anything other than the kimono, basically. Also in the 80s, Japan saw the rise of the kawaii culture thanks to magazines like Olive featuring lolita-style dressing, Victorian-style dresses and whatnot. Japanese youths were welcoming other cultures' style with wide and open arms. By the time the mid-90s rolled around, the streets of Harajuku were littered with a mix of known and unknown boutiques catering to various styles. Demand was extremely high for these styles. Shopping malls like Shibuya 109 and La Forêt popped up around the area to cater to these demands. It was truly an eventful decade since it was also the same time the quintessential Japanese streetwear came around. Truly, these were the golden years of Japanese streetwear. The 1990s were the time where Tokyo became the unofficial fashion hub. If I have to say so myself, it was the top city in all of Asia. The Shibukaji, a short form of Shibuya casual, and it's pretty self-explanatory that it refers to casual street style, became more and more popular. We also have to thank Kurt Cobain. His Japan showcase brought grunge onto the streets of Harajuku too. But that's not all for the 90s. The back streets of Harajuku had their own business going down. A revolutionary movement called Urahara, a short-formed word of Urahara-juku to refer to a specific area of Harajuku and Aoyama, started causing a buzz in the scene. Stores were important clothing designs from the West, including hip-hop and punk-style fashion. Brands like Nowhere by Jun Takahashi and Nigo and Undercover were a part of this movement. While Urahara brought in various Western influences, 
it still remained consistent in them being uniquely Japanese. Its androgynous, street-centric aesthetics of the back streets of Harajuku earned them the title of Japanese streetwear forerunner. Oh, that didn't cancel out the more flamboyant styles of Japanese subcultures on the front end of Harajuku. At the end of the day, Japanese streetwear consists of all, because it has nothing to do with fashion brands being the designers of their style, but rather taking control and being their own coordinator of details. Now, if you want to know more about Japanese fashion subcultures that make up the streetwear scene, tune in to Season 1, Episode 7, Subculture Mania. You'll be able to get your fill of the fun, wacky, and good crazy. Here's a quick vocab recap. Wafuku, traditional Japanese clothing. Yofuku, western clothing. Shibukaji, a short form for Shibuya casual street style. Urahara, a short form for Ura Harajuku to refer to an area of Harajuku and Aoyama. What was wild and popular back in the day isn't the same as it is today. Now the question remains, where is J Streetwear today? Unfortunately, the original subcultures that started off as Japanese streetwear are barely visible today. Many who were witnesses of the shifting array of styles claim that the decline, and eventually fall, of Harajuku fashion was prominent. The change in Harajuku's fashion scene was instantly judged as the absence and drainage of its original essence. With tourism booming and the full-on effects of globalization to Japan, the once sacred fashion area became a soul-sapping tourist attraction as Hyakuenya, 100 yen stores, filled up every corner. The fashion subcultures had to follow suit to this mainstream trend. Don't get me wrong, you still do see them wandering around Harajuku and Cat Street, but the numbers are not as it was before. They're no longer the forefront of Japanese streetwear. Now, Western-influenced styles have taken over, with a Japanese twist, of course. While it's extremely prominent that the styles of Harajuku fashion has changed drastically since its original days, the truth is that it's merely evolving. Much like everything else, the re-evolution of something does not necessarily have to be in its original form. As mentioned a couple of times, Harajuku fashion has never been one specific style. The title does not only belong to the flashy, okashi, to mean strange, looks, as what majority of people presume. It refers to a special zone of no judgments and limitless creativity. That's the factor that differentiates Japanese streetwear from others. It's more than making a fashion statement, it's a lifestyle choice. Wearing on a style is not just to get the attention, but it's a sign of dedication to the community as well as their beliefs. So while it's extremely prominent that colours have distinctly faded from the streets of Harajuku, The ever-so-passionate souls are always lingering. This neighbourhood has become the heart and soul for the people who desire to express themselves. While it may not be what you see in publications such as Fruits, it is the modern-day Harajuku, still oozing with energy and bustling with new fashion tribes. Everyone is still extremely oshare, fashionable. Now for a quick vocab recap. Fashion, fashion. Yakuenya, 100 yen shops where everything in there is 100 yen, 1 US dollar. Okashi, strange. Oshare, fashionable. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push, and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, 
collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? So the thing is, Japanese streetwear isn't just contained within Japan. After Japanese streetwear's huge widespread popularity in the country, the West began to catch on. Big-name Japanese fashion designers began collaborating with each other to curate Japanese streetwear-inspired collections and brought it onto international runways. Soon after, Japanese designers and brands began collaborating with brands from America and Europe. So it's safe to say that J-Street fashion is big. Now, how does one style it? I'm here to give you a quick fun guide to styling them. The thing to note about Japanese streetwear is that the aesthetic leans more towards the baggy and loose fit. That, in itself, is a styling point to take note of. When you have a clothing piece, say a top for example, that's bulkier and baggier, match it with a just as baggy pair of trousers. This is the ultimate basics of it, I'd say, which you can build on top of. Another good combo is having a statement piece, like say a pair of platform boots, or a very bombastic jacket. I personally like this combo just because it's making a statement without making too much noise. But hey, if you're all for the noise, mixed matching prints is very Japanese streetwear. Take your plaid shirt with some floral trousers. Because that's the thing, at the end of the day, there's no real right or wrong when it comes to this. Anyone and everyone's welcome, because Japanese streetwear is more of a state of mind rather than a united physical appearance. A lot of Japanese streetwear brands were born out of the mentality of being different, a misfit. The dressing up is just a means to a bigger end. So take this as an opportunity to go mental and experiment with whatever style you've been trying to pull off but had no guts to do before. If you're thinking about how to build a Japanese streetwear closet, you don't have to look so far. You can get them both in Japan and outside of it. It's pretty much a given that buying Japanese streetwear is easier in Japan. The most obvious place to go first is the original neighborhood where the Japanese streetwear culture began, Harajuku. Here, there are tons of boutiques lined up on the streets, offering various styles of all price ranges. Shopping malls like La Forêt, which was the go-to place for shopping for various Japanese subcultures, have dozens of levels and each offering a different style of Japanese streetwear. Shibuya, just a 10-15 to 15 minute walk from Harajuku, is also a pretty great place to shop for Japanese streetwear. If you're going more towards the vintage direction, Shimokitazawa is the neighbourhood to go to. This area is perfect for vintage, second-hand shops that offer one-of-a-kind designs no one else can get. Name shops to start you off on your vintage shopping in Shimokitazawa are Kinji and New York Exchange Joe. If you're shopping outside of Japan, you have to rely on online shopping to get the best quality of Japanese streetwear. Most of these big-name brands offer international shipping as well as online exclusive. But alternatively, try to find pieces similar to the style of Japanese streetwear at your nearest vintage shop. As I said before, it's not so much the clothing but rather the mentality. And with these styling and closet building tips, you're off on the right foot to getting into Japanese street fashion. And that wraps up our crash course of Japanese street fashion culture, from its origins and evolution to a fun quick guide to building your own J streetwear closet. What do you know now about Japanese streetwear that you didn't before this episode? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to Nyonga Master Blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. We have tons of articles online on the various Japanese fashion subcultures. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? 
get a head start in Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. Thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one. We'll be walking you down in the avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!